Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thank you for being here with us today. We appreciate the time you take out of every one of your weeks, hopefully, to be able to be with us, to up-level ourselves together. Just a little needlepoint shift is what we're hoping you can make each time you join us here on Thriving Entrepreneur. We are here to help you be the best version of yourself to live your best life, to have your business really thrive. But most importantly, and the thing we're going to focus on today, is we want to talk about really being the best version of yourself. The way to succeed in life, as well as in business, is by each of us being the ultimate version of ourselves. Now, sometimes there are things that come in life that um, are put on us externally. They are not things that we did. They're things that others have done to us, and they prevent us from being able to um, initially be the best version of ourselves, but they can be overcame. And that's an important message is to understand that Sometimes we don't have control over the things that have happened to us in our past, but we do have the ability to rise above and to really truly thrive as we go through life. Sometimes we just need to understand some of the inside information. A lot of times, you know, they say it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's not always who you know as much as who you have learned from from what they know if that makes any sense sounded kind of convoluted the thing about it is 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 that we have two ways we can handle life we can learn from the things that others have done and as the phrase goes stand on the shoulders of giants to be able to reach heights that on our own, if we have to go through all of those same learning curves, we will never get to. Or we can stand on the information, we can learn from them, we can develop ourselves and we can grow to be the best version of who we are with all of ourselves in all that we do. Um, you know, and that is really a key is that whole concept of who we're taking advice from, who we're being mentored by, that we both uh, take in information from people who are wise and have, as the saying goes, been there, done that, but also so that we guard our hearts from taking advice and information from people who don't serve us by really emphasizing in what we do the expertise of people who have really truly succeeded. Not people who are telling us about how great they are, but people who really have 
the credentials from what they've done, we can really maximize the time that each of us has in life to be the best version of ourselves. For some, that's raises, promotions, national and even international exposure. And for others, that's something that the world may never know about that makes sometimes the hugest impacts. The third part about it is the things that we allow in our own lives. So we talked about the things that others do to ourselves. We talked about both the good and bad of that, learning from the mistakes of others, as well as learning from the brilliance of others. But then we also have to be really wise to look at our own lives and really realize what are we doing with this precious time that's called life. You see, everybody in the whole world, Steve Jobs, um, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you name the richest people in the world. Go back in history to uh, people like Andrew Carnegie and ones like that that were rich in their time. Um, and all of them have one thing in common with you. And that's that each and every single one of us has only 24 hours in each day. We have a space of time on this earth to be able to get it done, to do the thing that we were created to do. And so each of us needs to maximize that time. And sometimes we have to look at what are we doing with the time that we've been given? How are we making good use of our time here on this planet? So between those three elements, between the wrongs that we have to overcome, but we know that we can, between the great advice of giants that we can learn and grow from and stand on their shoulders and go to heights that others would never even be able to realize, and between taking a stern, sure, positive look at ourselves and then moving on to brilliance. Sometimes when we take stock of ourselves, what we find is, hey, I'm really doing great right now. Sometimes when we take stock of ourselves, we're like, whoa, wait a minute. Where did I go off the rails? I need to right this ship. And either of those is fine. Sometimes, you know, we're just somewhere in the middle. I encourage you to go for it, to challenge yourself, to learn from the brilliance of others, to step away from the pains of the past, and to take full stock of yourself and explode out into the world with brilliance, with greatness, with the incredible, amazing power that you have within you that you were meant to bring to the world, to share with the world, to make your mark on the planet, to exceed abundantly above and beyond all that you can ask, or even the things that you maybe right now can think of. Thriving is your birthright. Being a thriver in life is something you were meant to do. Today, we're going to talk about how you can explode into the future, how you can move from today into tomorrow with excellence, with brilliance, 
by maximizing the value of the time you have and the capital that is you and your unique brilliance. And with that, you will live as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today, we want to help you be able to up-level. So to start off helping you be the best version of yourself, let's be joined by an expert that has done great things. And listen as she shares with us some of the things that only someone who has really succeeded in their career is going to know. And then with that, we can stand on the shoulders of giants and learn and grow ourselves and have the best version of ourselves available to the world so that we can do that thing in the world that only we can do. Today is your day to be bold, to be brilliant, because you are being you. I'm so excited to talk to you about our best-selling author's book, Be Bold, Be Brilliant, Be You by Katrina McGee. Hi, Katrina. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Hello, and thank you for having me. I love the name of your book. Um, I, it's just, you know, it, it immediately makes a person feel good about themselves. Well, I'm hoping when people see it, it puts a smile on their face and makes them feel good about them. That was my goal when I named the book, that people would see it and say, oh, yeah, you know, I feel good about me. Let's see what this is about. Absolutely. So um, I did have a question for you because I'm not in your industry. Um, The subtitle is Lessons from the C-Suite to Accelerate Your Career. Um, What's a C-Suite? The C-suite is the group of senior executives that are the CEO, the chief marketing officer, the chief financial officer. Essentially, it's the most senior leaders of any organization that really make the strategic decisions about how to grow the business and the careers of those that work there. And I'm sure everybody in corporate knew exactly what C-suite was. (laughs) It's probably laughing at me now. (laughs) 
No, it's, it's good to ask because if you don't work in corporate America or even for a large corporation, you may not be familiar with that term. But essentially, it is those five to seven to 12 people that make um, the most strategic decisions about the business. Yeah, I uh, worked as a consultant for a corporation for almost a year and was really glad when the company went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I have been really blessed to have a long corporate career that went from individual contributor all the way to chief marketing officer. And now as CEO of my own company, I have the joy of the entrepreneur journey. And so I tried to write a book that spoke to both audiences because I'm passionate about both. I think people should do what they love. Uh, and if they're not, do something different. Mm, I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of times we get stuck in the you know, path you're supposed to take if you know what I mean, rather oh, than something that fulfills us. Absolutely. And I talk about that in the book a lot because so many of us are living the lives that we feel like we should do or we have to do or somebody else told us we needed to do instead of looking for and embracing our own space for greatness. That place where our strengths and skills and desires align uh, in a way that leads to unimaginable success. And part of the reason I wrote this book is to free people from that notion that there is a linear path to success, that you have to do things a certain way and to really go for what they want, not what they think they can get. Now, I know that, um, you know, and I'm going to be 52 here soon. So, um, and I'm not going to ask a lady how old she is, <laughs> but I know that back in the day when I was coming out of high school, headed into college, you know, there was kind of a linear belief in life, at least, that our parents instilled in us. You know, you get good grades in high school so you can get into a good college so that you can then go get a great corporate job. Um, but I don't think that's true anymore. Do you think that's, that's the way it is? Or were they just, uh, you know, did they give us a false idea that was never true? <laughs> you know, I think at one point in life that probably was true. And um, many decades ago, it was that education liberated us from hard labor or from factory life. And so young people were encouraged to go to college, to get a blue collar job, to really try to go and climb the corporate ladder. But now there are so many opportunities, Steve. In fact, one of the things I talk about in the book is like people have lucrative careers as video game testers. And so there's no sense in trying to fit uh, you know, your square peg into a round hole. You should be who you were created to be because there are opportunities that, that weren't even thought about when I came out of college that now people can embrace and thrive and live happy and successful lives doing. So I know a lot of the people that I deal with, I'm sure you've ran into this too. Uh, the first problem they run into is, is they don't really know what they want to do in life. Do you uh, have some insight in how to discover that in ourselves? Yeah, well, that's a good question. The, the first chapter in the book is called Embrace Your Space for Greatness. And I take people through this journey of really determining what their strengths are, that thing that they've been good at or things they've been good at since they were a kid, that they have always had a natural inclination toward, and then match that with their skills, those things that they've learned to do where they show up as their highest and best. But 
The last two parts of it um, are what we skip the most, which is our desires, the things that we really want, and the willingness to do. What are we willing to do and give up to get what we want? And it's in that desire section that I take people through a series of questions to help them determine what it is they really want to do. Um, and I free people from the notion that it has to be the same thing consistently. You know, life is seasonal and we can recreate ourselves a hundred different times based on our season of life. So when you really stop and think about it, the question I'm asking is what interests you right now? And then of course we move in through life. We get into a career. We were talking a little bit ago about, you know, kind of feeling stuck. Um, and you talk a lot, I know, in the book about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people just don't even know what that means. <laughs> Not really. Um, talk to us a little bit about how to really balance those two. Well, the first thing I, I cure people of is the notion of work-life balance. So many people I meet, especially women, are trying to find work-life balance. And I just have a different philosophy about that. For me, there is no such thing as work-life balance. However, if you live according to your priorities, you can be a balanced person. So many of us take all of our responsibilities and we're trying to juggle 55 different things at one time and find balance. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It's completely nonsensical. But if you step back and think about what your priorities are and then develop pain-free priorities, you can be a balanced person. Um, If your goal is to be a balanced person, that's achievable. But trying to balance work, which is a part of life, it will never work. I mean, you can't balance a part with a whole. So I kind of deconstruct what we've been led to believe about work-life balance and instead lead people through a process of prioritizing their priorities. I can see now where all your time in the C-suite has helped you to be able to lead people to something better than maybe what they're given in college. You know, because college teaches you some skills, but it doesn't necessarily teach you how to be able to actually live life. Yeah, it gives you a lot of theory, but not a whole lot of application, which is why I meet so many millennials that are two to three years into their career. And they're like, this is not what I thought it was. And I say, oh, sweetie, it never is. It's so funny. You know, we, we graduate from college thinking that life will be a certain way. And then we move into reality, and our reality doesn't match our expectations. And so we become disillusioned. And it's at that point that we have some decisions to make, choices about how we will go forward. And so the book takes you through a series of lessons to help you determine what your natural next step is. Because I firmly believe you can have a rewarding and fulfilling career. Yet so many Americans, so many people around the world really are are working at jobs they hate. And there's just no reason for that. Life is so full of possibility. Now, as I was going through the book, um, even just the description of the book, one of the things that really jumped out to me was this phrase you use that says, would it surprise you to know that the majority of people are unsatisfied with their work experience? Um, I was shocked by that. Now, granted, keep in mind, I've basically been self-employed my whole life, so maybe I don't know the real world. But um, is that really true? Are most people not happy with their work life? 
Yes, <laughs> yes, it is surprisingly true. Uh, it is shockingly true. And yet, as I think back over my career, I realize there are moments where I too have been in that space where you are faced with either being out of alignment from your core strengths or in a place that is not conducive to you bringing your best, or even your mindset has come to a place where you are operating from a place of scarcity than abundance. There are lots of reasons that people become disillusioned at the office, um, but there are things that you can do to make a difference. And that's really the space I come from in the book is that spirit of can do, presenting people with choices and opportunities to change their life. Because going to work every day and not liking your job is just drudgery, right? Who wants to do that? Yeah, for sure. I um, I have a good friend of mine that he uses the phrase, um, you know, you didn't work 40 years for a place, you worked one day and then you just repeated it for 40 years. That is very true. And, and I think that's, you know, part of why I'm so passionate about writing this book. As I meet more and more women around the country that are either bored, stalled in their career, um, like what they do, but just don't like how they do it. I mean, part of our discontent comes from this place of not being able to create balance in our lives or um, neglecting our own self-care or not um, understanding what it takes to get noticed and promoted so you stay frustrated because you feel overlooked at the office. All of those things are solvable problems. And so my heart in this book was to really share some practical advice that not only amplifies your impact, but also increases your joy in life. And do you think while a person is following the things in here that they can also find themselves advancing in their career? Oh, absolutely. That's one of the reasons that I said this is lessons from the C-suite to accelerate your career. One of the things I've learned is that success is formulaic. Our paths are unique, but, but the competencies needed to lead and succeed are consistent. As a business owner and as a career executive, one of the things I've learned is there is a formula for success. And when you understand and apply the formula, you can achieve unimaginable success. But so many of us just go with the flow or, or we try to fake it until we make it or all the other crazy stuff that we use. And I'm like, there's a formula. This works. Do this. It's always fun for me because, uh, you know, I think we look for magic in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, if I can find the magic wand, then things are going to work out rather than realizing that really most everything really is just understanding the system. You are absolutely right in understanding that you are the magic. Like there is a system, your unique gifts, skills, talents, and abilities when applied to the formulaic process creates the magic. And I hope some people can create some magic. And I know that one of the ways they can do that is to read the book. So here's my unfair question. I always acknowledge that it's not fair. Uh, there's lots of great stuff in this book. But if today you had to pick just one piece of advice that you give people in the book, that's kind of your favorite today, what would that be? My favorite is authenticity is your unstoppable superpower. There is no one better at being you than you.
I love that uh, because it is so true for every aspect of our lives to embrace the notion of whole living, to bring your whole self, all of who you are, to any experience is the greatest use of our divine des design. And the book really takes us through a process of releasing ourselves from self-limiting thoughts and embracing all the possibilities that there are in life and what you uniquely contribute as value to the world. I like that a lot. Um, say that phrase again, authenticity. <laughs> yes, authenticity is your unstoppable superpower. That's awesome. Authenticity <laughs> is your unstoppable superpower. That's something that needs to be on a poster on some people's walls. <laughs> I know it. I know it. You know, Steve, I do a lot of work with career success and strategy. I help people get noticed and promoted and, and move into the ranks of leadership. But at some point in the conversation, particularly with women, we always get back to the issue of self-worth to understand who you are, to appreciate it. And to know that you are enough is life it's one of life's greatest gifts. It is the best gift that you can give to yourself. And quite frankly, it's the strongest place from which you can lead and succeed. So I am um, passionate about uh, preparing and positioning women to lead and succeed. And, and I always, always try to affirm their value and worth. Now, I don't always do this on a call, but uh, can I have your permission to coach you just for a second? Yes, absolutely. I want you to explore the possibility, find out what it would cost you, um, find a really awesome picture, um, you know, maybe even on iStock photo or something like that, and get a poster made that says authenticity is your unstoppable superpower and put it for sale on your website, every place else you can. I mean, maybe even post it up on Amazon for sale to people. I absolutely will do it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I've said to people a lot of times, imagine walking through, uh, you know, a room, an office building, a school, whatever, and you look on the wall and you see a quote and you realize that quote is from your book. That is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. In this particular case, you have got a quote that needs to be on a poster um, that people need access to. Absolutely. I love that. I I'm going to do that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, like you said, I don't always coach people on, on uh, radio show calls, but that one just jumped out at me and I had to at least give it to you for free. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. The book is called Be Bold, Be Brilliant, Be You, Lessons from the C-Suite to Accelerate Your Career. It's by Katrina McGee. Uh, McGee is spelled M-C-G-H-E-E. -E. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's an international bestseller. I'm still ranking on the bestseller list again today. I was just looking just now. Um, and you really do... Uh, at any place you are in your career, start all the way to the end. You really do need to grab a hold of this book and have it help you out. Katrina, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the show today. Oh, thank you. It's been a blast. I really appreciate it. 
I hope you got a lot of really great stuff out of that and that you now find your career, your life, your business accelerated because you've taken the help and advice from somebody who has been there, done that, succeeded, and now wants to share with you their brilliance. And the cool part about it is, is that as you learn and grow, you will eventually get to that level too, and you can pass it forward as well. And by that, each of us moves up in life, and we all live and thrive as we're all on our journey together to be thriving entrepreneurs. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to WeHelp youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back thanks for listening to thriving entrepreneur today so now we're going to move on to the things in life that have happened to us faults, problems, issues, abuses that have come from people outside of ourselves and have created within us habits and patterns. But here's the great news. In all of that, we have the ability to move beyond the situations of our past and into a bigger, brighter, and better future. And I know that's what each and every one of you want as well as you're going down the road trying to thrive in your own life and move past those things that have happened in your own life so you can thrive in your life and business. Join me in welcoming Hector Abreu. Hi, Hector. How are you today? Oh, I'm great, Steve. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So your book is called Abandon in a Hammock. Um, tell us a little bit about your life story and what inspired the book. Um, well, a little about my life story. Um, I was born in Puerto Rico and um, Santurce, Puerto Rico. And um, I was basically abandoned by my mother. Um, she was very young. And according to what I've, oh, sorry, Steve, my friend totally distracted me. Let's <laughs> talk about that. And I'm recording this thing, so go on. I'm sorry about that, Steve. My friend didn't know. <laughs> uh, you there? Hello? I'm here. Go ahead. Yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yes. I guess, sorry, there was... Mm -hmm back 
Found noise and I got distracted by my friend yeah, over here. Yeah. No so should I start all over here? Yeah, let's start all over. Or? Yeah. So Hector, tell me about um, your life story and what inspired the book for you. So I was born in Puerto Rico. Um, Santurce, Puerto Rico. And um, my mother, when I was born, basically she was very young. And um, she basically was in a little crazy young girl. And she didn't really have time to have kids. And she had me and she had my brother and a few other kids. And she kept popping all these kids and abandoning them. Um, I, I was one of the ones that survived, and she left me in a hammock. And my grandmother found out about it, and she came and rescued me. Two days, uh, two days later, she found me in the hammock. So I was basically blue, and according to the neighbors, my grandmother and the story, I was yelling and screaming, you know, at the little baby who was hungry and dirty. So... Um, that's when my life kind of really started, <laughs> um, going really crazy. Many people were um, babysitting me, and they handed me from hand, from hand to hand. No, no one really had time to take care of a little kid, and my father and my mother just left there for someone to take care of them. So my grandmother raised me a little bit, then she passed away, and that's when... Um, I was five years old, yeah, around five years old. And that's when they really started really just not paying attention to me. They would just literally leave me anywhere. And that's when um, all the molestation started by grown men. Um, the rape, molestation, one after another, one after another. And I grew up a little bit. I want to say, what's the word I'm looking for here? So I grew up a little bit not there, <laughs> all over the place, really. And thinking that having men molest me, it was a normal thing. So um, as I got older, now I would say around my teens, I started realizing that this is not really normal because uh, I would see that all my friends, mothers and parents, I, I used to watch the way they used to take care of them. And, um, and I'm like, how come, you know, I didn't have that. So that's when I kind of started noticing things. And, but again, my, my, my mind was already really all distracted from all this other stuff, the rape and molestation. So I went into drugs and partying and trying to kill the pain somehow. And again, as I kept getting older, I started realizing that, you know, I could have had a better life, better schooling, better teaching. And um, I started realizing that all the suffering was kind of like something I, can, I could learn from and use it to help other people. That's when I started saying, you know, I could use this to help people. So after all my seeking, the spiritual seeking, and talking to different therapists, 
different relationships that I was in life, just life things, you know. That's when I started realizing, okay, Hector, you know what? Let me just write my put my my, my story in in in, uh, in paper, and it started it started like making sense, and I and I saw how every time I shared my my experience with someone younger, they would kind of like be inspired by my story, because they noticed that oh you know what my parents really are good to me. I am in a good place because I started again. I started using my story as I did somebody's hair. I, I, I used to do a lot of young people's hair, so I would use I would buy some for different things, and that's how I came up with the book. <laughs> I figured that my book can really, really inspire kids nowadays, and it seems that it's not only inspiring young kids, but people in the older generation, like around my age, that have been molested and raped and been through the same story that I have or somewhat like it, they've been coming out of the closet, you know, telling me things like, sending me emails like, um, you know, your book really helped me out so much. I too, I am 70 something years old. And I was raped and molested and all these people just started opening up the different ages. So I'm kind of proud of that. I'm, I'm happy that my book is doing what it's supposed to be doing. I'm very happy about that. What would you like to see come out of your book? I mean, would you like to, um, you know, see it really turn into a movement to help kids or what's, what are your thoughts? I would definitely, oh, 100%. That's my motive here is to really, really try to help kids that are just going through different things with their parents, just a little divorce. Sometimes I see kids go crazy from a little divorce. Um, or kids are, feel like they're trapped, because I used to feel trapped all the time. And um, I'm scared. I used to be scared, trapped, and I never knew what to do or what to say. I was so shy. So I'm hoping that my book helps, is going to help. Actually, I'm really, I think it is helping people open up and, and, and letting go of that pain and, and the anger that they have. And so that's what I hope that my book does, really inspire kids and at least find themselves like I did. By writing the book, I found myself. And it doesn't matter what religion you're in or what you believe in, it, it's, we just have to dig inside and just find ourselves. And I think that's where my book is going to help people get there, like free themselves, because I feel free. And um, so, yes, that's what I'm hoping it does. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's lots of things I know you could share with people, but if you were to give the listeners one piece of advice um, to be able to free themselves, what, what, what advice would you give them? Try to help to free themselves. What advice would I give them? Well, I really, really, really don't know here, but there's so many things. But I would say to start believing in yourself. I didn't believe in myself. So if I had believed in myself back then or if someone guided me, 
And if they have somebody that's guiding them the right way, pay attention, listen, take it, learn from it, and make it your own. And I didn't have that. But if you have someone guiding you like this, your parents, your grandmother, your best friend, I don't know, your inner, um, an adult, if you have someone guiding you, listen and learn from it and, and really just think about what you really want and focus on that. It took me all these years to do that. I, I started late. And um, again, but I didn't have that. But most people do have that. So just pay attention. <laughs> pay attention to your adults around you. They sometimes have the, the best interest. And uh, we can really learn from that and find ourselves and help ourselves internally so use your creativity whatever you're good at that will also guide you like I'm real good at decorating <clears throat> for example <clears throat> I love to decorate I love to make things look beautiful and that helped me find myself it helped guide me um, now I'm doing music and wrote a book um, again decorating <laughs> So if you're really good at something, focus on that. Listen to your parents. Go to school. <laughs> and try to really dig in there and find your talent. That's really going to help, help guide you to wherever it is that you want to go and feel free and happy, which is what it's doing to me right now. The book is called Abandoned in a Hammock. It's by best-selling author Hector Abreu. It's a really frank, honest evaluation of how he grew up with a whole lot of hope at the end of it that you can come out of things and really live a better and amazing life. Hector, I really appreciate your book and I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. Oh, I appreciate it too. Thank you very much, Stephen. Steve. <laughs> It's always amazing to me to be able to see people who have had some horrific things happen in their past, but rather than living in that story, they have stood on that story. Instead of having it be a tombstone, it becomes a stepping stone for them to move into greatness, to take that story, change that message, and do something powerful and amazing with their life. I encourage you to take those abuses that may have happened in your past, exceed beyond them, and stretch out so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to we help 
youthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today we're focusing on being the best version of yourself. We talked about learning from giants, from standing on the expertise that they've had. And Katrina really helped us get some really good insights that come from somebody who's been at that chief level in business. And then Hector shared with us the gut-wrenching story of his past, but the amazing come from and the place that he's now living in to be able to help others exceed from what they've come from. Lastly, we want to talk about the things that sometimes we do to ourselves. And in order to be able to do that, we need to really embrace growth and change. There are so many things in life that we do without thought and then they become habit next thing we know we're stuck in a rut but today is your day to go get your go and to help us with that we're joined by international best-selling author of the book go get your go latrivia grady hi latrivia how are you today i'm good steve how are you doing today i'm doing great so tell us a little bit about who you are well, I'm a woman that was in a rut for about 10 years in every way that you can imagine. And I had to decide to go get my goal. And I'm so glad I did. So for people who don't understand that phrase, explain to us, what does go get your go mean to you? Um, for me, it's if you're on a pause, um, I live life on a pause. Um, I just was at a standing point, just doing everyday life, I'm comfortable. Um, but then I realized I needed to go get my goat and live in the uncomfortable. So born to get your goat is basically leaving pause, leaving the uncomfortable and going to get to the uncomfortable. Well, how does a person recognize that they've put their own life on pause? For me, I had to hit a certain, uh, a very low point for me to realize that um, I wasn't going anywhere. Even though I was doing the day-to-day, um, I still was not making the progress um, that I should have. And so... Yeah, it's, you have to, it's a, thing, it's a thing that you have to just kind of really realize that if you're doing the same thing for the last 10 years and you're making the same money, um, looking the same way, um, living the same way, that you're on pause. So um, is this pretty much just career or are we talking about other parts of our life as well? You know, I, I believe in every part because when I started to go get my goal, um, I had to hit every area that was um, the full person. You know, I had weight issues. I had uh, financial issues. I had um, where I needed to change my career, um, debt issues. Um, so it was a full, it was everything. 
So yeah, it's it's a, it was a every in every aspect I needed to go get my go. So what does a day on pause look like on average? Can you kind of describe that for us? Um, a day on pause is when you're comfortable doing your everyday, everyday, and that's what pause is. Um, when you're when you wake up and you go into the same place and you're doing the same things and you know your your bank account is basically the same and you know give or take that's pause and so I think we have to recognize when we're on pause so we can move forward and get in that uncomfortable state which forces you to go get your go. And you use the phrase getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Can you uh, talk a little more about that? Yes. Um, sometimes you, you want to, uh, I vow to myself that I was not, I never want to be comfortable anymore. So I, I'm always challenging myself to do something different so I can be in the uncomfortable place so I can always move forward and grow because when you're comfortable being comfortable then you're that's that pause state and that's a state of mind because um you it's easy for you you just don't automatic when you're comfortable being comfortable so you have to challenge yourself to really get uncomfortable in order for you to go so now that you've gone and gotten your own go um, what does your life look like now? Tell us about your day-to-day -day life now. My day-to-day -day life now is hectic, <laughs> and I am always in the uncomfortable place. Um, you know, in my management, in the corporate world, um, I have a staffing company. Um, you know, it's, it's busy. Um, it's hectic, but that's where I I grow and that's where I thrive. So I, you just, that's the thing is kind of one of those things where you, um, in order to be successful, you have to be intentional. And so my ultimate goal is to be successful. So I have to be intentional with the things that I do. And that is living a, a hectic, uncomfortable life. So, Every day is something new. It's, I, I never know what to expect um, because that's, that is the challenge that I wake up for. So in your book, you talk about uh, starting to make decisions that will give you results. What are, what's an example of a decision that gives you results? Um, what is, let's see. Like in your own life. Well, like with me, I wanted to lose weight. So I had to um, come up with a goal and an action plan and put it in place for me to be successful in that challenge. Um, when I wanted to start my business, I had to put in action the steps in order to be successful in having a business. Um, and writing a book, I had to put in the steps um, and the action in order to have that. So you have to realize whatever the goal is that you want, um, in order to achieve it, you have to put in place an action plan and follow the steps and follow it through. 
So tell us about your staffing company. I know you were telling me some things. Tell us what makes it special and unique. Uh, I work with a niche market um, in the Nashville, Tennessee area, um, and it's with catering companies, um, hotels and restaurants, um, and I help them find staff when to help them find staff when their staff is not available or if they do not have enough staff. So yes. And how long has the company been in business now? Almost a, a year and four months. So I'm super excited about that. Yay, that's cool. So um, tell me the coolest thing that you've gotten to do as a business owner that you didn't do beforehand. Um, I was able, when it was time for me to do this book project, um, I was able to just write the check and not blink an eye uh, before I would have had to, you know, figure out which credit card I was going to use and wonder if I had a balance on it um, or just wonder if I had enough money in the checking account. Um, so just being able to have the freedom to do the things that financially that I want to do. Um, I remember I, a couple of weeks ago, I was just able to pay for, I, I have been working and, and I thought, oh, let me just take a quick um, vacation and I was able to do that and not have to worry about what bills um, I wasn't going to that I wasn't going to make um, so yeah it was it's those kind of things um, the freedom that's a lot of fun I like it when uh, you feel a little empowered with your own life yes yes so there's a lot of really good action points in this book and my unfair question of the day is, if you had to pick just one thing that a person can do, what would be that thing that you would advise them to do today? To go get their go. Um, look at where you're at now and just sit down and imagine where you want to be and come up with a game plan and go. Don't think about it. Just start, start going. Um, but really just kind of, you have to kind of get to a point when you realize, okay, I'm really on pause. Everything, I'm the same as I was in 2017. Um, and you just have to just say, okay, it's time for me to change um, and not just say it and actually put in the action steps to go and do it. So now that you are an international best-selling author, what are your plans? What do you want to do with um, all of this excitement around the book? Well, I, I'm starting a women's group, Go Get Your Go, um, and I really just kind of want to help um, women realize, or anyone realize, that when they are at a pause state, because that pause state is so comfortable, is so easy to be there you not even realize that you're there because sometimes when I look back at my life I don't realize that I don't think I realized how much of a pause I really was on so I want to be able to let help people acknowledge that pause so they can go get their go and if a person wanted to work with you how would be the easiest way for them to contact you Well, the trivia Grady.com. Um, yes. That's the trivia Grady. That's L A T R I V I A 
Grady, G-R-A-D-Y, international best-selling author of the book, Go Get Your Go, available right now on Amazon. Latrivia, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. I love ending on that note because I want you to know you can do it. I want you to be able to stand on the, the shoulders of giants, to move from the pains of your past, and to really get out there and go get it, to go get your go, as Latrivia says. I really, really like the encouragement of the fact that we can take stock of our own lives. We can see the things that we're succeeding at, the greatness that we have been blessed to have brought into our lives, and we can really then move forward, succeed, accomplish things. You see, here's the thing. There is a purpose for you. There is a point for you being in this world. There is something that only you can do. And the world won't be as good of a place if you don't do that thing that you're meant to do. Often we find people, often even ourselves, living less than, living below what they could be because either one, they've never been inspired to understand that they could be, or two, they know but have, for whatever reason, chosen to not go that way. There are a lot of people that we could give you examples in the world that have lived less than what they should have been. And things like wars, famine, hurt for so many people have happened because they didn't live as the person they could be. But I want you to take up the challenge today. I want you to understand that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created very specifically with a purpose. And the world needs you. You are so great. You are so amazing. You are so worth it. Kathy and I are here to help you be able to make the best out of what you do in life. Feel free to join us at Bestsellers Guild. Go to bestsellersguild.com. We'd love to see you succeed. We'd love to share with you or even help you as you move out, share your story with the world, and really establish yourself as an authority in your industry with what you do. You have a mark to make on this world. You have a purpose. There is a plan for you. And we're here to help you so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We want to see that for you, and we're looking forward to sharing with you in that journey. Join us at Bestsellers Guild, and until next time, we hope that you will thrive and that you will have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.